the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Pay a Compliment Day. Tony, who would you like to compliment? Tony Kornheiser. We have the best studio team in the business, especially that guy, you, the guy over there. Billy, is one of you named Billy? And the tall guy. Is the tall guy Billy? That's good. Best team the, best we've been here a long time with these yeah. guys. Surely somebody is named Billy, don't you think? Johnny. You don't know who they are. Johnny. You don't know. There are no Johnnies. There's a Johnny? There's no Johnny. There used to be a Johnny. Welcome to, there used to be in the other building. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Tobias Harris is a sixer. Todd Gurley is apparently not hurt. And baseball explores major changes. But we begin today with the Los Angeles Lakers in disarray. Ooh. The Indiana Pacers blowed up the Lakers real good last night by 42. The worst ever loss by a LeBron James team. Speaking of LeBron, he sat so far down the bench from his teammates, it looked like he was in quarantine. And Indiana fans chanted derisively at various Lakers going to the line, LeBron's going to trade you. Wilbon, do you attribute all of this to the Anthony Davis swirl? Yeah, much of it, most of it. I mean, people act like it's nothing. You know, they, they always say, well, you got to know this is a business. They know it's a business. They're still talking about their lives moving from one place to the other dramatically from L.A. to New Orleans. Maybe there's a third team involved in some places. And they're they're playing for the Lakers. They look up and they're playing under the numbers every night of Wilt and 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 Baylor and Jabbar. I mean, come on. And West and Kobe. All of them. Yes. Except now they could be going to New Orleans unceremoniously for the first time in their young lives. They're being told somebody doesn't want you. Right. And the somebody is LeBron James. Yes, this is because of the trade rumors. There are three swirls. One is is the Anthony Davis thing where every single Laker player of consequence has been mentioned yes. as possibly That's right. out the door, yeah. right out the door. The second swirl is LeBron trying to remove Luke Walton as the coach. And the third What's swirl, the third in one? a perfect storm, LaVar is yapping oh, again. And it's involving his kid. Now, look, they've got to. There are a lot of people out here who think that the Lakers are in the driver's seat. They're not. No. New Orleans is in the driver's seat. The Lakers have to make this trade. They wind up looking like a crash dummy. The Lakers have to make this trade because if they don't, this anger is going to settle on either LeBron James and or Magic Johnson. Because Magic Johnson has said, I've listed all these things. I'm going to get them out the door. Tony, they don't have to do anything. There's a free agent summer in which people like... Kawhi Leonard and Durant and Clay Thompson, all these guys are free agents. But we so got to go through this season. And Tony, if they don't this make the playoffs means tomorrow, Mike, if they got to get to Thursday, and then they can at least say, okay, do, if they don't make the deal, that's done. Do you You're think they here. have to make the deal? Because I think they do. No, they don't have to. Okay. Have to, to do what? They have to to do the, what? Get Anthony Davis. To do what? To get to the playoffs and be really great. No. no. They, they were. They were in fourth place without Anthony Davis when they had LeBron. If LeBron actually moves out of the seat and stays on the court every night. I may have missed this earlier. Uh, How'd they do against Indiana last night? That's because of the trade rumors. When there were no trade rumors, they were in fourth place in the West. Thanks for paying attention. A trade has been consummated, Tony, and it involves the Los Angeles team, just not the Lakers. The Clippers sent all-star light forward Tobias Harris to Philadelphia with the 76ers hope he will round out their lineup. Mm. The Sixers shipped out most of their depth to get Jimmy Butler and now Harris. But their lineup of Embiid, Simmons, Butler, Redick, and Harris is formidable. Yes, it is. 
Tone, does this make Philly the favorite in the East or just add to that logjam at the top? Th- this question cannot be accurately answered now. You have to wait till That's the end right. of the trade. I agree. It was a trick question. You have to see if Toronto, for example, gets Gasol and Conley. You have to see, for example... Doesn't sound if, like Gasol, but sounds like it could be Conley. Well, but I'm saying, still, maybe or, or, or whatever, if those people move. You have to see if Boston, if they do something crazy and trade Kyrie... Or just play or, better. Or if they bring somebody in that makes Kyrie so happy that he's going to stay there. You have to see if the, if the Sixers, how this works out, and, and whoever else is at the top, Milwaukee, if they add somebody. What it definitely does, it makes Philadelphia better. Yes. It makes them significantly better. They've got a fabulous, I don't know what their depth is, right. they've got a fabulous starting team right now. Tony, agreed. They decided to go for it. Isn't it, isn't it funny to see a team like the 76ers, which took eight years of the, what was it called? The, the process. process. Now, now throwing people in quickly because they look at the East and they say, okay, there's a log jam at the top. And you mentioned all the teams in some order, whatever yeah. order yeah, you want to say. Know. I'm going to pick the year-end order I think it's going to be, which is Bo- I still think Boston is going right. to win the East. Right. A Boston-Toronto Eastern Conference final. And then you got Milwaukee and Philly. And they're formidable. Right. And they could win the East. All four of those teams could Philadelphia's depth, Tony, could cost them in well, the end when you're thing. looking at four teams that are pretty even. There's another thing, too, and this is what depth. we don't know. The dynamic for volatility with the Sixers, with Jimmy Butler, with Ben Simmons, with Joel Embiid, you don't know how that is going to play out. Tobias Harris is a really good player. Yes, he is. I think he's 21 points, 8 rebounds. I think he shoots 43% from three, and he's 6 in the spaces on the floor yeah. that should better and, accommodate Embiid and Butler. And allegedly and a good teammate. And allegedly yeah. a good yeah. teammate. But the, it always seems to me that Philadelphia is this close to, to boom. To boom. I don't, I don't yeah. So. I think they're pretty good. Let's stay with Tobias Harris for this story. He's the Clippers' best player, or was. With him, the Clippers are one-half game out of seventh, two games out of fifth place in the Western Conference. They're in the playoffs now, yet they traded their best player for a bag of beans. Everyone says they are doing this to get out of the playoffs and into the lottery. Wilbon, are you okay with this let's-lose strategy? Well, Tony, they've done it back-to-back years. Yeah. They got rid of their best player last year, Blake Griffin. And then... Somehow, somehow, and this has been one of Doc Rivers' great coaching jobs to have this group with no true superstar. Not an all-star. Tobias Harris perhaps should be an all-star, but okay. he isn't. But I, I don't know that they're trying to lose. They're trying to clear space. And clear space means if they can win games and get in the playoffs, fine. And with the Lakers, we don't know where the Lakers are. So, Tony, if you can clear space to go after, let's put the names out there again, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. Boogie Cousins, Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. If you can go after those guys and sign a couple of them, I mean, a lot of free Kyrie agents out Irving, you're leaving him Ky- out? I didn't mean to leave Kyrie out. Thank That's you very much for that. Mm-hmm. Then, then you've you got to take that chance, don't you? Uh, no, I find this abhorrent. I find this. What were they going to win with this I lineup this in the Clippers? I find this antithetical to everything that sports stands for, and I would ask Steve Ballmer this. He made billions of dollars in the tech world. How would he have done if he went to lose this year in the tech world? How would his stockholders have felt if he went to lose this year for something down the road? If he was beefing up for next year, maybe they'd feel pretty good. And maybe they wouldn't. Maybe, maybe they, they would feel okay. cheated. Maybe fans would feel cheated. I mean, I, I look at this. In the last few years, here's who's gone from the Clippers. Chris Paul is gone from the Clippers. Blake Griffin is gone from the Clippers. And now their best player, Tobias Harris, is gone from the Clippers. And you're giving me the promise... You know, of, of, of something you down the say road. That's today's NBA. Well, it you is. You always say this it is, every because year. Because everybody knows Golden State is going to win. Now, this does not happen with one rare exception. It, it may be creeping into football because it happens in baseball. Because Cubs did it and the Astros did it and they won. Not everybody wins. The White Sox are trying, trying to do to it, do apparently. It. 
the Raiders, John Gruden may actually oh. be doing this, but it, it almost never happens in football. I don't right? know football, but I know in yeah. basketball. And you're in Los Angeles. You're in the same building as LeBron James, even if he's sitting three seats over from his teammates. Right. And the question is, he can might you, better sit can with your you team. win and entertain? Because that's what you have to do in Los Angeles, and Steve Ballmer knows it. Well, they're not. He does. Well, what they're, okay. Next they're year. punting on this year. Let me ask you Which something. I don't like. If they get in the playoffs with the lineup they got, which is the best is going to be his eighth. Right. They what the happens playoffs. in the first round? Remind me again. They lose, but they're in the playoffs. They, there is an accomplishment to that, to me. Better accomplishment to have Durant and Kawhi? Kawhi you can get him anyway. You can get him really? anyway. Oh, Down really? the road. You can get him but anyway. How? Kawhi wants to go. Okay. Kawhi you wants to go to money. LA. Hmm? You gotta have money. So you can you can arrange that at the end of the year to get money. You know what? Steve ask Steve Borman to write a check. Thank you. Go bet, spend go over to luxury. Once tax. again for paying attention. Thanks for paying the game. Let's get to what I hope is the last of the Super Bowl leftovers, please. Sean McVay is trying to make sense of keeping the league's best running back, Todd Gurley, on the bench for half of the Super Bowl. McVay says that Gurley was not hurt, not hurt, and that the game plan was to split carries fairly evenly between Gurley and C.J. Anderson, who was like walking around Santa Monica Pier mm-hmm. a few months ago, right? Even. Tony, should Rams fans or anybody else be satisfied with this jive explanation? A simple answer is no, and I go to the glasses from, for some statistics on Todd Gurley. Through 14 games, 1,250 yards, and hello, 21 Seven. touchdowns. I was going to say 17. Hello, 21, 21 touchdowns. C.J. Anderson had been cut by three teams in nine months. So if you're telling me the truth, if you're saying to me, you're the genius, Sean McVay, and yeah. you're saying to me, Todd Gurley isn't hurt, and our plan is to split carries in the Super Bowl, I'm going to say you're an idiot. What are you talking about? That's crazy, which leads me to believe that we are not getting the full yeah. picture here. Well, you could either say we're not getting the full picture, or you might want to pump the brakes on anybody who has Sean McVay's cell number should be the next genius. You know, there are some geniuses in pro football history. There are Vince Lombardi. There's Bill Belichick. Sure. There's Don Shula. A long time ago, there was George Hallis. There are people and people on the defensive side of the ball like Buddy Ryan. You could legitimately, maybe even Wade Phillips, you can call them geniuses. But when I hear football genius, mm. I cringe to quote the great Tom Brady most recently because sometimes these guys believe their genius label too much. If you have decided that Todd Gurley can't help you win the Super Bowl because of analytics or somebody's whispering oh, in your ear. Oh, it can't be that. What, oh, it can't be how that. How do you know it can't be that? That's he, what he essentially says. I would say that he's He either, says C.J. Anderson. Right. I'd say he's either hurt or not 100% healthy or maybe not 100% committed. And I think that in the offseason, if you hear rumblings that Todd Gurley wants to go somewhere else... People be trying to trade for him. You know, they would 100% okay. do that. During the game, I know you were at a big party, so I don't know if the sound was up where you game. were. But the, the reports from CBS during the game were that we've been assured Gurley is going to get the ball. They're going to well, use... Well, they didn't. Okay. Well, if they he's didn't. covering for Gurley in an injury... They didn't. That's fine. That's fine. Anything else? That's, Genius? No. Really? Because... Did you listen to me early? I guess not. No. According to The Athletic, baseball is considering a variety of rule changes, and we will get to them in a second. The news is that the players are actually talking to the executives, which they don't ordinarily do. They say no. Some of the proposed rule changes include designated hitters in both leagues, a 20-second pitch clock, and a rule that relievers have to face at least three batters unless they close out the inning. Wilbon, is baseball right to get aggressive on rule changes? I don't know that this is getting aggressive. I don't feel like I don't feel I need to. Twenty second pitch clock. The rule changes to talk about the. That'll rule save changes. ten to fifteen minutes. 
good. Yeah. I don't see anything aggressive about it. I don't need to judge it. I need to see a faster game. So put the well, that, damn change in. Well, that's what. That's fine. That's right. I don't want to see a rule that says you've got to pitch to three batters. I don't want to see that. That's junk. That's just told completely well, close out, If you come in to close out an but inning. If you, if you think that the pitch clock is going to cut 10 minutes from the game, 10 15, then put that say. in, yeah. and then let's see what happens with pitchers. I know what they want. They don't want two and three pitchers per inning coming in. It means you got to put two or three commercials in. you got warm-up pitches. Yeah. A half inning takes yeah, 14 right. minutes, and, oh, and the game goes on forever. Yeah. I get that. So there are two changes that have to be made. Uh, uh, the first change is baseball players who are obstinate about saying no to everything. They have to realize this is entertainment, as well as the way they make the living. But it's not your father's baseball anymore. It's not what we grew up with. And you've got to finish in two to two and a half hours and nobody's going to pay attention. And you've got to have the ball in play a little bit more. So if you have a 20-second pitch clock, it's the end of Gio Gonzalez, who walks around the back of the mound muttering like he's in a subway car somewhere. But if you, if you have him pitch, they're going to get a little bit winded. That ball's going to be in play a little bit more, which is good. I, I'm not sure. The same with you about the strategy of the you have to place oh face God. three batters. The the NL could have gone to the designated hitter last 40 years. years ago. Yeah, they could yeah. have done it. They also, Tony, there's some talk out there about going to getting rid of the defensive shift. I, I don't like hate that. the defensive shift, but I don't like outlawing no, that strategy. It. Let people learn how to hit to the opposite field, yeah, which baseball's players did for about 130 years I, until recently. I just think the big news is that the players haven't automatically said no to everything and, and made it I, go in unilaterally. I'm not going to quite jump on the owner's bandwagon like you are here. It's not the owner so much as, as when Rob I say the Manfred. Owners, I mean everybody except the players Rob Manfred. the owners. Everyone except the players includes yeah. the public at large. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, are the Lakers still the favorites to land Anthony Davis? We don't know, so we'll ask Brian Windhorst. We'll also ask whether LeBron's season is playing out the way the Lakers thought it would. No. I wouldn't think so. No. No. You're excited, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The PTI Advanced Analytics team reports that we are less than 22 hours away from the NBA trade deadline. Ignore them. Which makes it a perfect time to bring in our great friend Brian Windhorst, who's in L.A. Let's start with this. Let's start with the optics of this. Why was LeBron last night sitting 400 feet away from everybody else (laughs) on his team? I think a couple of guys who were sitting closer to the bench, like, moved. I don't think he went down there to start with. But I'm just going to say that if you go back and look at the history of LeBron, there's been some games in January and February over the years where he's gotten embarrassed. Now, I'm not saying he's going to rally this team to the finals, but guys, I could make an argument that last night was actually a good night for the Lakers. How? Because they traded for Reggie Bullock, who I think will help them a little bit, and the Clippers kind of punted a little bit by trading Tobias Harris. I think the Clippers, who are ahead of them in the standings, are headed back towards them. So, on balance, now I don't think it's, again, getting to the finals level, but on balance, I could argue that the Lakers got closer to the playoffs last night, even though they lost by 40. All right, let's get to the trade. The Lakers have money, draft picks, young players. Isn't there too much emphasis on Anthony Davis? Because there's so many free agents out there, and you make yourself 
flexible to do big deals, which the Lakers have done historically, Brian. Why so much on a guy who's won one playoff series and last I check isn't Wilt? Because he's a top five player. And I think if you look at what's going on, look at the Porzingis trade. Look at the haul that the Knicks got for Porzingis. Look at the haul that the Clippers just got for Tobias Harris, who's a good player but not even an all-star. They got four picks for him. The price of high-level talent is sky high right now. And if you're the New Orleans Pelicans and you see those two trades, you're not bending at all on Anthony Davis, who, again, top five player. The Lakers do have good talent. It's playoff-level talent if they're not injured. And it's talent where they could probably trade for about 80% of the league. But it's not good enough to trade for a top-five player. And they're trying to overcome that by giving volume. Here's all the young players. Here's all these picks. Here's, we'll take this. But they can't overcome it. And that's just the reality of the situation. Could it be different in June? Yes. But in February, they don't have the goods. You mean, so, let me follow up just for a second. So Anthony Davis is a top five player, probably not this year, but okay, top five player usually. Kawhi Leonard, not a top five to top seven player, maybe a top three player. Kawhi Leonard, the free agent to be. I mean, it is a lot. Boogie Cousins, maybe not a top five, but he could be a top 10 to 12 player. So in other words, I'll give up everything in the world for Anthony Davis and look at these other guys over here who cost less and say, I don't want them. Well, I think, number one, I don't think the Lakers have any feel on what Kawhi is going to do. And that's a difficulty. That's a classic bird-in-the-hand situation. Uh, the way the Knicks have operated and the way the Clippers have operated, trading really good players to clear out space, you almost looks to me like they have a pretty good feel of what's going to happen. You look at the Lakers, how they're operating, offering the farm for Anthony Davis, looks like they have a feel that they don't think that they're getting him. Now, you make a fool of yourself by making assumptions in February and saying what's going to happen in July. But if you look at the way the teams are behaving, it doesn't look like the Lakers think that they're going to be able to land to what they want in free agency. You mentioned the Clippers. You also mentioned the Knicks before. Uh, Do the Knicks know what they're doing? Everybody (laughs) seems to think the Knicks know what they're doing. Why would anybody believe the Knicks know what they're doing? Tony, I have no direct answer for that question, but the behavior that they made in this Porzingis trade makes you speculate that they have inside information. Right. And they may have egg all over their face, or they may have be winking at you. Um, it, it, the whole league feels like the Knicks have inside information. All right, I'll get you out of here on this. The one name that we haven't mentioned with all these other names is Kyrie Irving. Uh, it's 22 hours or whatever. Do we assume that he stays put? The Celtics have uh, you know, been given orders by ownership. They are going to go for the title this year. They're going to go for it all. They're not going to mess around and, and mess up what they have. It got a little tougher yesterday with Philly's move. Um, but the Celtics are going to play this out. They still believe they've got premium talent, even though they've been in fourth, fifth place for, for months. Thank you so much, Thank Brian. You, Brian. Always. Thank, Thank you, you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Bill Belichick appears to have decided on his next defensive coordinator. And do we have a new leading contender for the services of... Bryce Harper, my boy. Yep. Um, so, so neither you nor Brian thinks that Anthony Davis is going to be a Laker, right? Well, I thought I thought a week. Happy time, people! Happy thirtieth birthday, Johnny Flynn. For those of you who remember, Johnny Flynn out of Syracuse was the second point guard taken in the two thousand nine draft, and the second point guard taken by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ricky Rubio at five, Flynn at six. That means the Timberwolves passed twice on Steph Curry. Flynn was out of the NBA in 2012 and was last seen being cut by a team in the Italian League. 
but happy birthday. Tony, to be fair, Johnny Flynn, as you know, is a great college point guard. Yes. And he had a serious hip injury, which yes. cut into his career. Yes. Sad for that. Happy anniversary, JaVale McGee. On this day seven years ago, while playing for the Wizards, McGee missed a wild running hook and then hustled back to the other side of the court to play defense. The only problem was that his team had rebounded the ball and was still on offense. Well, but I believe the first time you ever used knucklehead on this show was to describe JaVale McGee. And yet, McGee has two rings with the Warriors and was a contributor. He's evolved. He was a contributor, and now he's on the Lakers. He's contributing. I don't think he's going to get a shot. He's trying to unseat the coach on the Lakers. Thank you. Happy trails, Maya Moore. Moore announced on the Players' Tribune that she will sit out the 2019 WNBA season to focus more on family and ministry. Maya Moore not only won two championships at Connecticut and two gold medals in the Olympics, but she has four WNBA titles in Minnesota, losing her very significant. On the short list of greatest players ever in women's basketball, Maya Moore. Absolutely. Really near Absolutely. the top, if not at the top. Quickly to the big finish. Let's the Patriots it. will reportedly hire Greg Schiano, the new defensive coordinator. Is that a good move? The Belichickian guy, right? Do your job. Yeah. Whoever he hires yeah. is going to yeah. do his job. NBC Sports Bay Area says Bryce Harper, your boy, yes. met with the Giants this week. Is that a good spot? I'm beginning to wonder if anybody's actually offering real cash. I'm wondering. Gary Payton, who is your boy, yes, he is. says Trey Young, not your boy, oh. is going to be able to dominate Gary. a game like Russell Westbrook someday. GP, he would bring. You know how much I love Gary Payton, all right? We're going to have to part ways on this when we talk about this lady, Gary. Usain Bolt put out a video on Twitter of him working out on a track. This is exciting. You hear a comeback? I think he'd be around 34 in the Olympics. Is that is that young enough still? Last one, Rockets and Kings tonight. How many for Harden? 47, 48. But the Kings could win that game, Tony. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Shout out to Fabian. 76th birthday today. How many of you kids know who?